The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Let's the match look live. Let's see. Today is uh, January 31st, 2023. The last day of January. This year is just slipping by already. All right. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. And uh, if you're new to the show, this is a Christian talk call-in kind of thing where we ask difficult questions, or they do, or try to, whatever. I try and answer them. And all kinds of stuff that we discuss. So if that sounds interesting and you want to participate, uh, you can give us a call, 877-207-2276. And also, if you want, you can email me a comment or question at info at carm.org, info at carm.org. And what I can do there is, uh, if we get to it, is read it on the air and then, and then answer it. That's the idea. It's real simple. And if you want, you can also join us in the uh, chat experience. There's a there's a lot of of uh, good. Um, I'm gonna fix something here. That's right. Oh, I'm so busy. There we go. Okay, that's going. And there now they can hear it. All right. If you want to do in the uh, chat room, you can go to the Carm homepage, C A R M dot O R G, and on the right hand side you will see picture of me with the radio thing on and then you click on that and the links that you need will be there and uh there you go you know you can there's a lot of good people in the chat uh, we have 20 30 40 50 60 sometimes and good stuff good people so there you go all right hey let's just jump on the phone let's get to herb uh from raleigh north carolina herb welcome you're on the air hey Matt, how you doing today <laughs> Let's see, busy, and then I was a little bit more busy before that, and then before that, I wasn't as busy, but just busy. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> I understand. Well, look, I found something on YouTube this morning that confirms a lot of what I've heard you talk about on your show. You might I don't know the actual, you know, how you find it, but if you go to YouTube, it, there was an article on there about probably 10 or 15 minutes long evaluating Joel Osteen, Mm-hmm. Joyce Myers, uh, Benny Hinn, and several other preachers I was not familiar with. There's like four or five or more on there, and they mm-hmm. were they were saying exactly what you have been saying for a long time. Yeah, I've been they're saying just for a not long time. preaching biblical. Stuff. No, they're not. I want to see that. No, they're not. They're not preaching. Uh, Joyce Myers, as far as I'm concerned, is a flaming heretic. She has. Uh, I can read you quotes too, and what's in that video and audio. But I want to do start doing those kind of things too. I need help. I need a lot of stuff. I, I work so hard, yeah. so much, just just doing stuff. But uh, it's one of the I things understand. you want to do is start. Let, you know, but, let, let me tell you this, buddy. On mm-hmm. talking about her, something was told. Someone addressed to her what you know things have been said about it, and she kind of put it, turned it around, like you know, well, if I say it, and it doesn't come out right one day. You know, uh, it all kind of blends in. Then she kind of avoided it and tried to explain it in a non, you know, nonsensical right. way. I thought. 
Yeah, she's a heretic. But I just thought you'd want mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I thought of you right away. I saw that. I said, I got to tell that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. She's a, a false teacher. And, uh, you know, if uh, she wants to talk to me about it, that's fine. Um, you know, here's the thing. All she has to do is just repent of certain things she said and said, look, I was wrong and move on. And I've not heard yeah. any repentance from the false things he's teaching, like Jesus stopped being the son of God which is flaming right. heresy, or Jesus was born again, or Jesus paid for his sins in hell, uh, went to hell in our place and was tormented. And if you don't believe Jesus went to hell, you cannot be saved. Uh, we're called little gods, yeah. and that she's not a sinner anymore. The host of hell was literally on Jesus and was laughing, uh, and she gets revelation knowledge. So, uh, and plus, if she's considered a pastor or an elder of a church, that's unbiblical. And so... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's just bad, you know, and uh, yeah, it's bad. Well, well, in this article, they took each preacher and did like a two or three minute uh, study mm-hmm. of them, you know, on their saying mm-hmm. this is what they preach, and they show yep. examples of them saying what they're saying they preach, and mm-hmm. you know, showing that what they're preaching is not biblical. Each one they took a probably four, five, three, two or three, four. I don't know. It's a few more minutes, a few minutes of time document what this person was saying that to, to right. confirm what he's saying that is exactly what you said. I mean, he, he was agreeing totally with you mm-hmm. and, and what you have said. I thought you'd get a kick. There's somebody else that thinks you're right. <laughs> well, I don't they agree with and me, I mean, but but uh, if, if you know your doctrine, you can find these guys. Uh, you can just listen and, and uh, find their, their, their heresies. You know, years ago, it happened, I, it just gradually happened over a, a couple of months or something like that, where I was able to then put theology into a gigantic mosaic in my mind. I could understand how the Trinity related to justification, imputation, marriage, uh, end times. I could relate the hypostatic union to uh, the nature of the priesthood of Christ. I mean, all these things. I started, you know, it's like, oh, I see how they're all interrelated. And yeah. I'm teaching a Bible study and I'm teaching people uh, how to do this. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because when you have this mosaic of biblical theological perspective interwoven into the tapestry of truth, then you can start seeing very quickly what is uh, an error outside uh, of that tapestry, outside of that, that thing. And it's not just me. You know, it's uh, it's what the yeah. scriptures say. And when you know how to relate them, and I can quote the scriptures and do this, and, and I'm not saying I'm great or anything, but, you know, when you do it for over 40 years, you figure things out. And Joyce Meyer, yeah. uh, is, is she couldn't argue her way of a white paper bag. And Joel Osteen, uh, he's just, he said Mormons were Christians. I mean, what? Where did you get that? God came from yeah. their planet, and there's a goddess wife? That, that makes it Christian? It's not Christian. So yeah, there's a lot of problems. There's a, a huge problem. And just to make it even worse, uh, the Bible says there's going to be a great apostasy. Uh, that will then lay the ground, uh, found work, foundation for the um, the arrival of the Antichrist. And so more and more, I'm, I'm believing that I need to equip Christians. You need to know what to watch out for and different scenarios and different things to watch out so that they're not duped. And then people say, well, wait a minute. No, we're going to pre-tribulation raptured out of here. Don't put your hope in that because I can knock a lot of holes in that very easily. A lot. Yeah. I can present something that just knocks, it just doesn't work and so i want right. christians to be prepared for the persecution that's probably going to be coming and i want them to know yeah well let me ask one other quick sort of related thing to that 
Mm-hmm. I've heard it said on the Antichrist, we don't need to be fooled. We have to make sure we don't get the marking, the mark from the Antichrist. How do, how will we know? How you know? How do you know if you think this is to, this is correct and what we're doing? But you find oh gosh, you know, I don't know the details. I can't remember the details about that. But they say you just don't be fooled by the Antichrist. If you do, you know, you will not be. You will not go to heaven. I might be exaggerating some, but I'm, yeah. that's what I'm trying to ask because I don't understand it completely. Right, and the Bible says whoever receives uh, the mark. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And so let's see if we can find that in Revelation. Yeah, Revelation 14. Uh, and it says, uh, let's see, the smoke of the torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and the, his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. So what it, I'll go to Matt until uh, Revelation thirteen seventeen because it says he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the yeah. number of his name. And so it's, you know, what is that? But his name is 666. And what that means, I'm giving a lot of information when people don't, you didn't ask this, but in Greek, when you write, and in Hebrew, when you write letters, letters are also numbers. We have A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. They only have one set of characters for both. So when you write a person's name, you're also writing a set of numbers. And so the total of his name is uh, 666. It's either going to be in Hebrew and or Greek, uh, or Greek. And that'll be a designation. So... Anyway, uh, whoever receives that mark is uh, what they what it apparently means is that you are willingly submitting to the lordship and control of the Antichrist so that you can buy and sell and you can eat. And if you don't mm-hmm. receive it, you'll end up starving to death. You might even be um, beheaded. And here's something to think about. Some people think the Antichrist might be Muslim. I've not stuck, uh, learned that about that or studied it yet. Muslims are known for beheading people. I wonder yeah, if the Muslims won't be used by the Antichrist to get rid of Christians who won't take the mark. That would make sense, yeah. It's it's so many things going on now that's so scary. And I know, you know, that's that's the big thing. And people keep saying it's getting near the end of time, things are going to get worse. Don't know nobody of course no one knows for sure when God's coming back Jesus is coming back. So all the signs right. seem to be pointing that we've just made the getting Yeah, we're getting closer. Yeah, we're getting closer. And, you know, I'm 66, and I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. We live long in our family, but in our 80s and 90s. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'll see the arrival of the Antichrist. And if I suspect the Antichrist is there, then I'm going to have to run to the hills. Literally, yeah. literally, abandon well, everything. 60. Go ahead. Well, I'm 66 too. I mean, your age too, 66, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of the same things that you talk about. If you say what I'm thinking a lot of days, because I listen to you every day, every day, you know, when Good. you're on, and you you taught me a lot, and it, it's it, I get more and more interested as I keep listening to you. And I said, let me write that question down. Then I'll forget what I want to ask you. And I said, I have to remember it again before I call you again. But this stuck out this morning about this uh, online. Well, Matt, thank you so much. As always, God bless you. And I hope your wife steadily gets better. I pray for your daughter. I understand that that situation there. 
I do keep you in my prayers. I pray for you and your family every day. And I wish you nothing but the best. And God bless. Well, I appreciate that. God bless, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for your time today. Thanks a lot. Keep praying. Okay. And keep listening. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. God bless. Thank you. Okay, thanks. All right. It was heard from Raleigh, North Carolina. I hope to get out there sometime. You know, I've been on the radio out there for a few years now. Never been out. Well, I have been out there, you know, passing through or something like that in Atlanta airport. But uh, I would like to be able to get out there and speak in a few churches and visit some people. I think it would be fun. So, but hey, you know, how many people want to <laughs> have a guy come out whose last name is Slick and uh, who teaches Reformed theology and depressed catology? It's just not. It's like. Hey, Pastor, yes. Can we have this guy out? He does radio. Okay. Who is he? Matt Slick. Slick? Yeah, it's his real name. And uh, he he teaches depressed catology. What's that? Well, it's that we're going to, things are getting really bad and that we're going to go through it. <laughs> he goes, I can just see him going, we're not having that guy preaching. Everybody will leave. And uh, I can just see that happening. Oh, you know. It's just probably what's going to happen anyway. So there you go. Hey, let's get on the air with uh, Laura from Raleigh, North Carolina. Laura, welcome. Hi. Have you all off the speaker here? Um, Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. Oh, oh, there's the break. Can you hold on? Sorry, Laura, can you hold on? Say goodbye to Bill. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Hey, we'll be right back, folks. Please uh, stay tuned. Four open lines, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everyone. All right, we're back on the air. Four open lines, 877-207-2276. All right, let's get back on the air here with Laura. All right, Laura, welcome. I'm not able to access you on the computer, but oh, well, I'll watch the rewind. Um, I've called, I've said this a lot of times, it's like, I've gotten, I had COVID a couple of weeks ago. I'm getting to the questions. Are more of an agreement? I, I was in the hospital last night. They thought I had a stroke or whatever. Didn't know it was from the shot or from what shot? me getting COVID. The, the time release death jab. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I've been trying to tell people, it's like chicken little and that, running around and with my sign, you know, and, and, it's how, okay. My question is, how do you, how do you, when people are pulling back, how far do you put? I mean, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can reach others, and we are just a foot, you know, the foot soldiers, the footmen. But when do you know to pull back from trying to tell people? I mean, I can, I can feel it rumbling. I was always, I'm a writer, and I was always told, be careful what you say around Laurie Nelson, so there's just, and not in that, and, but I have always been that way. I'll dream about something the next day, but now, as I have been, been a believer, it's I can hardly catch my breath. I'm Wait, seeing so, what, so what's your much. question, though? Uh, what's your question? Okay, so reel me in. 
So, my question is, where do you pull, do, at what point do you pull back from telling other people what's going on? Well, they swing at you. They take a swing at you. That's one of them. They threaten to kill you. Uh, lawsuits. Uh, let's see. Uh, have you swatted? <laughs> like I've had. Um, it's just you. subjective. It's just subjective. You know, people don't want to hear. Then they don't want to hear. For an example, of what you're talking about. I, I'm online a lot and uh, talking in chat rooms, and I, and I see uh, in one venue the same atheists. And they're always trying to destroy Christians. And I go in there and, and, you know, I'll destroy them. And they don't like that, of course. Uh, but they're always trying to work against uh, Christians. And so, uh, you know, after a while, you say, I'm done with you guys. You know, I've given you answers and yeah. you refuse the truth. And so you just move on. And you don't want to waste too much time with them. You want to start uh, uh, doing what's best yeah. uh, for the, you know, reaching others. It just depends. It's just different times. Okay. It feels like I'm watching that and, and, and by following his bay, what he tells me is so much easier, I've noticed. Well, most of the time in my life now. But it's like I'm seeing people like they're just heading right, like a car going right off the cliff, man. And, and I'm like, no, don't go. They're not going to oh, listen. I'm cool. No, you're not. Huh? You're not they're not going to listen. Anyway. What our job, to, like you can understand, huh? our job. Our job is to evangelize, not to get people saved. We don't do that. We tell them about Jesus. That's our job. Okay. We give them the gospel message, and God works with them, through them, to open up their hearts, and that's what we have to ask for. And so when I'm evangelizing, I will often take a moment and pray, Lord, give me the wisdom and the words to right. speak and open their hearts to believe, because it's, it's God's uh, work. Now, we don't know how it all works with all the interaction of humanity and our wills. I just don't know. And I've thought through this a lot over for years. I don't have it figured out. I'm not going to. So I just trust God, do my best, and that's it. And that's all you can do, you know? Did you just say you don't have it figured out and you're not going to? Yeah, I don't want my wife to hear that. I didn't know if I heard you. Yeah, I don't want my that, wife to hear that. Because that's what I... Yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. her to think I know everything. Well, let me let you go. But thank you so much. And okay. I, as I listened to you as well as the gentleman called in and said, wish your daughter well and and also yes. your wife. I don't mm -hmm. know, the, you know, and I don't need to, but, but God knows. And from okay. spirit to spirit, and yeah. I think the world is you, man. I really well, do. You. And I know I'm in a long line, but we know the deal. We know the deal. And we will not lose hope. No, I won't lose hope. Uh, it may get rough. But people don't understand. Oh, yeah. They don't understand something that Jesus said. And it's not uh, it's not talked about. But Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. Now, yes, sir. It, it's, you know, it's, it's what we're to do. And it doesn't mean we. I'm looking forward to uh, any persecution. I don't want any of that. I don't want it for anybody else. But... Uh, you know, it says here in uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I mean, what is he saying? Talking about losing your life for following him. And here's a question. Well, why is it he doesn't intervene and stop the persecution? 
He doesn't. Yeah. But and yeah. so, yeah, that's right. He doesn't stop it. He allows it to come to us. So it's it's a critical thing. Like I was saying earlier, there is no rhyme or reason. Why would we want rhyme? I mean, that's not a, I don't, you know, what's that matter anyway? I mean, we're talking God. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, he has his yeah, reasons. I'm like, yeah, we all try to figure it out, so don't we? Because it's just, it's so unworldly. And in all my life, I tried to leave this world in one way or another. I didn't want any mm -hmm. part of it. You know, it was me. Mm -hmm. So now, <laughs> it's just so cool. Romans 8, 28, man. Romans 8, 28. Oh, yes. Well, all things work together. God bless you. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Good well, night. You're welcome. Good night. All right. Wow. Hey, we have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. All right. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to look at info at karm.org. We have nobody waiting online. And I want to see if, uh, uh, let's see, uh, we got people listening. If you want to, you can email me for a comment or a question at uh Info at karm.org. All right. Uh, okay, look at all this. I got so many things to go over. In that account, I have 208 emails. That's low. So, hey, that's good. Um, so, uh, okay. Uh, you know, I got an email. I got to be very I'm going to read this and see. Some thoughts on Christianity and uh, morality. So you are okay with your daughter doing something, something, I can't read what it is on purpose, because she did something and something, okay. And, uh, and uh, okay. You and the, aren't, we aren't different, what? You advocate women being, what? You know, it's really interesting here. I can't even read this, I'm just going through it. Uh, there are people that are just demonically, inspired the illogic that they use the hatred the vitriol the lack of clarity the accusation uh, mockery you know disdain it, it's and I I've been encountering this more and more uh, Wow yeah and then it, this person's uh, oh wow I can't even it, it's just amazing how bad it is and it's vitriol and it's from a woman when women get as bad as men, you know how bad things are. Hey, we have five open lines. Give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We have wide open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. That's interesting. And uh, let's see. I'm going to get some of the radio uh, the questions people are sending in. One person says, I was wondering how can you support that God gives you free choice without the multiverse theory and without using string theory? So that's the email. All right. So I'm going to, you know, just go over this a little bit. So what we have here is someone who has asked a question, and the question is vague 
at best. They don't explain what they mean by multiverse theory because there are more than one theory regarding multiverse and string theory, which has to do with physics and quantum stuff. And what about the string theory? And so sometimes people don't realize that they are uh, sending emails without having thought them through. This reminds me of something I heard about Abraham Lincoln. There was a, uh, a battle where if the North General, and, and he had sent an order to the uh, whatever general it was, to move across a river or do something and attack the enemy from the South. And that if he'd have done that and beaten them, uh, basically the war would have been over. It was one of those rare strategic moments, and, and uh, Abraham Lincoln knew it. And he gave this direct order for this guy to go do this, the general, and the general didn't do it. And he, uh, apparently the general, I think this is how the story goes, maybe someone who knows the story can you know, call me up and correct me, but I think what it was was the general knew the men weren't capable of doing it because they were beyond exhaustion, and to go over would have just been useless. They could not do it. He had nothing left. And so he didn't do it because the general's decision was if we do this, from what I understand, if we do this, they'll die. They get drowned or they'll, you know, they'll, they're not even able to fight right now. So Lincoln found out about this, and what he did was he wrote a letter to him, just reprimanding him. And what Lincoln did was not send it. He let it sit for two or three days until he had time to think about it. Then he reread that letter and he wrote a different one. And instead of condemning him and threatening his position, uh, if I remember correctly, how it went was, I suppose that if I'd have been in your shoes, I would have done the same thing. And the point is, I think people ought to think about what it is they're writing. So I have a speech recognition program when I do emails. And I did voicemails today. We finally are figuring out how to get things got done. I'm catching up on voicemails. And you know, I use my speech program and I have things written out, template style and certain things that I'll go in and I'll look at it, make sure, you know, it's okay. Now if it's just generic information, that's okay. But if it's to rebuke or correct somebody, you know, it needs to sit for a bit. One of the reasons is we need to be gentle and we need to be clear when we speak to someone. A gentle answer turns away wrath. I forget where that is in scripture, but it's in there. So anyway, I'm reminded, uh, all that reminded is reminded, see, how do I say that? The sentence that the emailer wrote reminded me of that, of an example of you should let it sit and come back to it later and see if it makes sense because this did not make any sense, you know, and that's just it. All right, let's try this one. Um, okay. Oh, okay, that's right. Let's go for the wedding piece. i got to get back to that. I'm just so busy. We have been reading Acts. Oh, I know. Hey, Matt, how you doing? And several chapters they've seen. It. Oh, that's right. We talked about that on the Holy Spirit. I did speak on that. Let me delete that one. And here's something. Oh, that's something else. That That's not going to work. All right. So there we go. I think that's about all we've got. All right. Now, uh, Carrie writes in, does God have an appointed time for each elect individual when they get saved? Yes, he does. Did he predestine it to happen on a particular day or time? Yes, he did. 
You have to understand that in Ephesians 1.11, God works all things after the counsel of his will. All things after his will. All things. When people get saved, not get saved, what day they get saved, everything. It's all worked under the, uh, the will of God. People may not like that, but that's just what it is. You've got to understand that there is a God, you are not him. There is a sovereign king who knows all things and works all things after the counsel of his will not yours and he considers your will and works your will inside of his will just as Jesus God in flesh uh, said not my will but your will be done sometimes what people do the Christians they don't realize that when they complain about the idea that their own free will is what the final arbiter is between truth and everything they're elevating themselves above Jesus and they don't realize how they're doing it because Jesus says he could do nothing except what he saw his father do. John, uh, let's see, John five nineteen, John five thirty, John eight twenty nine. These three verses uh, talk about this issue of Christ only doing the will of the Father, only what he could do and see the Father do. And so, Jesus is God in flesh, and of course he has free will. He willingly submitted, and therefore he can only do what the will of the Father was. He came to do the will of the Father. So if that's the case. You know what people do here a lot of times is they'll say, no, God wants me in my free will. It's about my free will. That's not what Jesus said. It's not about my free will, Father. Because that's arrogance. It's pride. They need to emulate Christ. And as Jesus says in Luke twenty-two forty-two, he says, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus was the exemplar of what it means to be humbly submitted to the will of the Father. And when it says God knows all things, you know, First John three twenty, and He works all things after the counsel of His will, Ephesians one eleven, then we have to understand that as Christians, this is simply how it is. And we can pray. Romans, I mean, James five sixteen seventeen talks about it. the prayers of a righteous man avail much with God. We can. Uh, I don't know how it works, but apparently there's uh, an influence with God. I'm not going to get into the logical conundrums and uh, puzzles that are associated with that. But that's what the Scripture says. And it's okay to plead ignorance. It's okay to say, I don't know. And that's fine. But we have to understand that God is a sovereign king. When Christians start realizing this more and more, when they start realizing how great he is, not how great we are, then false teachers like uh, Kenneth Copeland, Joyce Meyer, uh, Joel Osteen, will be less supported. Now, I remember this years ago. The book, The Shack, the book, The Shack, everyone was uh, was was carrying it, was reading it. Everybody uh, loved this book, and I read it and did an analysis on it, and it was actually teaching heresy. Not just a little bit of literary license. No, it was teaching heresies and really bad stuff. And I was shocked how bad it was, and I have an article on it. And I remember seeing you know, the book being carried by Christians all over the place. And I remember saying, this is just a, uh, a designation, a demonstration of how little Christians know. They know so little about biblical theology. Now, I'm not saying you have to be able to do all these things like a degreed person. And theology is not what we need. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it is what we need. Because theology is the foundation of, uh, of what our truth is. And it says, the Bible says, you know, I urge you upon my departure from Macedonia. Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines. 
not to pay, pay attention to myths and endless stuff like that and deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons you see uh, Paul says in 1 Timothy 4 1 the spirit explicitly says in the latter times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons what are the doctrines of demons well one of the doctrines of demons is taught by uh, by uh, Joyce Meyer and I'll, I'll show it to you right now what Joyce Meyer said was that uh, let's see uh, he could have helped himself up until the point where he said I commend my spirit into your hands at that point he couldn't do nothing for himself anymore he had become sin he was no longer the son of God he was sin now that is a, a doctrine of demons and it, I'll just say it clearly it's a doctrine of demonic origin because to say that Jesus stopped being the Son of God is to destroy who Jesus is and this is just it's a horrible thing and she said Jesus was uh, born again and here's another one um, she said uh, this is in uh, the most important decision you'll ever make by Joyce Meyer second printing May 1993 page 35 he became our sacrifice and died on the cross he did not stay dead he was in the grave three days during that time he entered hell where you and I deserve to go legally because of our sin he paid the price there now that is a, a doctrine of demons because Jesus uh, paid the price of our atonement on the cross 1st Peter 2:24, Colossians 2:14. that's what it says so when you know your doctrine then you'll recognize the doctrine of demons and you won't give uh, support to those who teach it all right, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get to Ernie. Ernie, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Hey, Ernie. All hey, right. buddy. There is a person in the chat who asked a question. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Lana Allen. She would like for you to comment on the wrestling match between Jacob and the angel mm -hmm. in Genesis 32, 24 through 30. Mm -hmm. It almost sounds like Jacob prevailed, so she's curious on that one. Yeah, because God let her, let, let him uh, prevail. That's all. There's a, a, a representation, a Christophany, most probably, and uh, the wrestling is uh, typological of how we are to wrestle, so to speak, in prayer and other things, but here it's just. Uh, uh, God allowed it to prevail. That's all. It's just like I'd wrestle with my, uh, you know, three-year-old daughter, and then she beats me. You know, there's for, there's reasons I'll let her do that. That's all that's going on. No big deal. I don't know what okay. else she wants me to. I. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> okay, sure, no problem, Bernie. All right, man. God bless. See you later. All right. That's Ernie, who works with us on the social media end of CARM. Good guy, and uh, he puts up with me. 
And sometimes that can be difficult because my autism does kick in. <laughs> we had a <laughs> we had a conversation, he and Laura and me a few days ago, and they speak the same language and <laughs> I couldn't follow them. Like, wait a minute, we're not done with this one issue. And Because I, I do one thing at a time, and I go through. And so, uh, anyway, that's what it is. And uh, let's see. You know, I'm going to try a test here, okay, because we're talking about uh, the angel in Genesis uh, 32. We could also talk about theophanies that occur in the Old Testament. We could discuss the issue of the plurality study. And this deals with the nature of who Jesus is in the hypostatic union in the incarnation. But was he present in any sense before the incarnation? And then we can get into the issue of how that relates to the propitiatory sacrifice uh, and then, you know, propitiation out of 1 John 2.2. 2. And so we could talk about all kinds of stuff and then ultimately get into the issue of the Trinity, and how is it that the Trinity is represented by Christ out of Hebrews 1.3, and then he's seen in the Old Testament in the pre-incarnate sense. So the reason I just said all those is because Charlie, <laughs> in the chat room, what he does is he he pastes links to whatever I'm talking about from the CARM website. He pastes them in. So I wanted to see how many I could get in in like 20 seconds <laughs> see what he does he probably just gave up because uh so uh that's for me it's fun you see i like doing that kind of stuff i hope he's smiling at least a little bit because i said in the uh, during the break i said hey i'm going to talk about 10 different things in 100 seconds and see if you can keep up oh you know my my humor it's usually at the expense of somebody else and uh but sometimes at my own you know i, I don't mind all right, let's get to uh, Steve from Winston-Salem. That office in our church. Oh, there you go, Steve. <laughs> You're on the air, buddy. All right, what do you got? Oh, hey. How you doing? Hey. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. So what's up? So my question is about, my question is about um, church structure. Our, our church, church has structure. deacons only. Okay. And I guess we've totally left off the office of elder or bishop. My question is, is that biblical, and should we look to change it? All right. So let me ask you some questions, okay? Uh, is there a pastor? Sure. Yes. Is there a pastor? pastor. Yes? Oh, okay, there's a pastor. How old is the church, roughly? Uh, 100 years. Okay. And how old is the pastor? 120, 130? Um, you know, but he's been, around, <laughs> been there. Different pastor. He, okay, he's been there for a while, right? A few years? Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, how many people are in the church, roughly? 350 to 400. Okay. All right. So... Uh, it's, it's a Southern Baptist church, if that, if that matters okay. to you. <laughs> well, a little bit. Um, so were there elders? And then for some coincidental reason, most of them just left uh, all at once or, you know, within, you know, either died or had to get a new job someplace and moved on. Does that happen? No, I, I don't think our church has ever had that particular offer. Okay. Then they're wrong. Okay? They're wrong. They should not uh, ignore the scriptures. Okay? Right. And so if you go to Titus, uh, Titus chapter 1, it says uh, to Titus, uh, no, in, in verse uh, 5, Titus 1, 5, For this reason I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. 
Now, let's talk about this. Because to point elders in every city. So, uh, it doesn't necessarily say it has to be just in a church. But what I'm going to do is put this together and go to 1 Timothy 5.17. And the elders who rule are to be considered worthy of double honor. Now, this is a pastoral epistle. It's what Titus is doing, I mean, what Paul is doing is giving him instruction on on elders. And so he says, uh, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. So if there's a pastor in that church, then automatically that's an elder. It's automatic, according to the scriptures. So you have at least one elder, and that's the pastor. Now, as deacons, let me ask you, are the deacons, are any of them female? Uh, they're all male at the, at, the, at the time. Okay, have there been female deacons? There have not been. I don't know that okay. we'd necessarily be opposed to it, but I don't know that for sure. All right, uh, let's see then. In that case, what I'll do is... Uh, is read you what the Bible says about deacons, all right? And uh, we go to First uh, Timothy three twelve. Deacons must be husbands of only one wife, and good managers of their children. So, can a woman fit that bill? Uh, no. <laughs> so then, deacons can't be women. Simple. Okay. There you go. So. Now, just to be a little bit fair here, what does sometimes happen is they want women to be used in churches, and I agree, they should be. And they'll sometimes give uh, that title of deacon to a female, and this is problematic because the Bible says deacons must be uh, husbands of one wife, and what the Greek is there is andres mias gunaikas. And it's really a man of one woman or husband of one woman, one wife. That's how it's translated. That's fine. That's a good translation. And so a a female can't uh, fulfill that. So they should not be called deaconesses. They could just be called something else, you know, the help committee or or helper or whatever, assistant or whatever. Now, some people might think, well, that just is ridiculous. Well, okay, it's ridiculous. Then just uh, cross 1 Timothy 3.12 out of your Bible. To which verses will we submit and which ones will we not submit to? And that's how right. we have to ask. And it says in uh, 1 Timothy 3.8, it says uh, that deacons must be uh, men of, uh, of dignity. Now, what is... Yeah, we can get into this, but uh, there's some stuff with the Greek uh, gender and things like that. And it says that these men, and the reason they, well, I won't get into it now, but uh, it's the males. They're the ones who are supposed to be in these positions in the church. Now, some might say, well, no, that's just uh, cultural norms. You don't have to submit to it anymore. And that's when I go to First uh, Timothy two twelve, and I'll show it 12 and 13. Paul says, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but remain quiet. For it was Adam who was first created, and then Eve. And it was, 
and that's what he's saying here it is tied to the created order it was Adam was first created not Eve so there's a there's mo- so much I could talk about this I don't want to get too deep into it but Paul is telling us how to behave in this context and he's tying it to the created order and then that was first Timothy 2, 2 chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 and we go to the next chapter verse 15 you know first Timothy 3 15 he says he's uh, giving instructions on how uh, you the household of God how someone is to conduct himself in the household of God he's saying this is what we're supposed to do now people may not like it but oh well that's what it says right and so let, let's say they so, say well so we're not going to sit go ahead well, I was going to say, so, so our deacons, well, I, I see the role of deacon as a, you know, a service role, sort of. Yes, if, yes. If, if I can say it that way. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the office of elders, you know, more than overseer or administrative or things like that, I think some of the issue comes in when, because we don't have a, a body of elders or that office, the deacons get saddled, I'll say, with a lot of other administrative responsibilities, I think, mm-hmm. at the cost of their servant role, which is where I'm... Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. You should uh, say to the pastor, doesn't the Bible say to have elders? Then why are you not following it? Right. Just that something. Right. Yeah. Well, I and thought that have... for a while, because yeah, the, yeah. the church that I came from years ago uh, had that office and that's just the way we were structured and this church didn't at first I didn't question it but but now I'm beginning to right so read first Timothy 3 and it'll tell you about the uh, the elders and the the um, sure. actually sure. it says the overseers and the deacons first Timothy 3 the word overseer there in the Greek is episkopos which we get the word bishop and it's male mm-hmm. and then it goes into deacons and so Okay, now the overseer or the bishop and the elder are used exchange, interchangeably uh, just so you know in Titus 1 so that's why mm-hmm. some think they're the same office just once a, 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 an elder is an overseer they're just using the, the term right. like that Whew. okay okay well yeah. you know we, we've been established for a long time and I just I just feel strongly about this so you know I don't want to open a can of worms but at the same time I want, to, I want us to be biblical in our in our structure, in our you know, I guess I'll say the you know, the management of our church that's body. Right. If that's the word. Um, that's right. So I just feel like it's worth bringing up, and you know, we'll discuss. It. <laughs> just good. Just just study Titus one and First Timothy three. Those are the main chapters. You go to my website, look up women pastors and elders, and get more information. But those are the things you need to speak about. Get the scriptures and say this is what the, what's supposed to be, and it says deacons are be you know husband and one wife. Why do you have female deacons? And it's contradicting scripture. Right. Simple. Right. Right. So can I ask one more question? Uh, we so, have no time. A, we have like five seconds before the music is going to start. So can you call back tomorrow? Okay. I'm sorry. I think I, I can. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. God bless. Sorry, we're out of time there. Uh, call back tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Hey, folks, we're out of time. May the Lord bless you. And by his grace, we'll be back on here tomorrow. And hopefully, we'll talk to you then. So have a good evening. God bless.
another program powered by the Truth Network.